Network. I got got Janelle King with me. So we was arguing a little bit over over men and women and and how we cohabitate with one another. Uh, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the floor over over to her and want to get specific. So we we one of the reasons that we brought Janelle on the show not just because she's just a fantastic person and, and beautiful inside and out and very articulate, understands healthcare from many different perspectives, has worked in many different communities, works with young people, and then a, a mother. You know, I think the thing is people, see people, I, I talk a lot on this show, people be on Clubhouse and they got this million dollar circle. Mm-hmm. And so I DM the ball, I'm like, yo, you millionaire. And it's just dot, 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 dot. Like, <laughs> yeah, out here talking about how to make millions in, in tens of millions and you're you're just you're like us, like you're just regular people. Right, regular so it's just it's I see people talking about childbirth mm-hmm. and talking about motherhood and, and what stimulates children the best. And then you do their bio. It's like, yo, you ain't got no kids. Yeah, you're a mom. Like you're not you're not a mother. Like you Could, you yeah. studied it. I mean, you um, read you read a lot of books about it. You did a dissertation about it. True. But until you I don't and I don't want to step in your lane, but until you've birthed that that young man or, or woman through through your body is it's just going to hit different. That's just that's I, Lance I Shay's it opinion. It is that's very not, different. You're right. That's not. But but I wanted to talk about menstrual health. That's something that Janelle is an expert on. So we didn't get to touch on this the last time you were here, but <laughs> I wanted you to talk about period cups. My favorite, and that's yeah. one of your favorite topics. My I'm favorite. surprised that you didn't bring the the diagram of the woman's anatomy. Maybe it was cold outside, I you know. feel like packing that up <laughs> in 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 the whip. But there are different, and, and I really want to get out your way. But there are different ways to manage menstrual health. Yes, and period cups is one of the ways yes. that manage menstrual health. You have talked about that with people that you counsel, yeah. people from a clinical standpoint. Yeah. And explain to the audience. So if I'm driving around on WOL, let's say I'm me, I'm a man, I have I have a daughter. Yeah. And I need to know what that is because I might be a single father, I might be uh I might be a joint custody father or mm-hmm. something like that. And at some point my daughter is is going to blossom and going to develop. I need to know how to manage that, right? right. You know, I, I I need to know that. Or if I'm a mother and I've just never heard of what a period cup is because that's not a part of the lexicon or the vernacular. Um, explain what a period cup is and and how is it used and how is that different from a from a, from other methods? Right. So a period cup is is just that. What it sounds like it's a uh, small. It's usually like silicone cup that you insert and it stays in place and it collects your menstrual blood. So the benefit of using a period cup uh, is that you can keep it in place for up to twelve hours. So like. If you're, if I'm a nurse, right? So I'm always ripping and running. If you have a 12 hour shift, depending on your flow, you can keep it in for up to 12 hours. Um, another benefit is that it's reusable. And so, you know, you take care of it. You um, make sure it's cleaned and washed. you like throwing that bad boy in a washing machine? Like you're hitting it with some gain <laughs> you, or some tie? Like, how about you? You just sterilize it. Oh, okay. you know, sterilization. I just, I'm just asking. This was, no, that's you, why you have an expert on the show. You probably don't right. want to use gain or oh, tie because okay. that can lead into other issues like right. BV, but you All know. Right. Um, you get BV from Tide. I thought the whole point of Tide would be to prevent I mean, bacterial if stuff. If you if you have a sensitivity to Tide, oh, then okay. yes, you could get BV okay. from Tide. 
But um, you just you make sure that you clean it, you sterilize it, right. and you can reinsert it. And so the benefit is that another benefit now is, is that it comfortable. It is. Well, comfortable is a, it, it, a it, relative it, it, term. You're not I mean. supposed to. So if you've ever used like tampons, right. it's kind of the same sensation. You're not supposed to feel it. So right. the insertion, um, making sure you that you get it, sepsis if you forget about it you, for a couple of days. You could. Yeah. Just like right. just like a tampon. Okay. Right. So you got to make sure that you don't want that. That's that would be bad. That would be right. very be bad. bad. Nobody wants sepsis. Right. Nobody wants toxic shock syndrome. Right. So um, you want to make sure that you insert it correctly. You want to make sure that you push it up high enough right. um, and then you can keep it in place. And then it is. There's a big ick factor with the period cap because, you know, you have to take it out using your hands and you have to see your own blood. So you have to get comfortable with that. But I think it's I I love it. I use one. I've right. converted a lot of friends to using one um, just because they're handy. Uh, I've got to spend a whole bunch of money on menstrual products. And um, for me, it has shortened my period length. So I'm, I'm all about it. Now, how does it shorten your, your, your period length? I don't know. I think maybe because, you know, like, or are you just making that up? No, I'm serious. Oh, okay. Like, sure. <laughs> um, because maybe I'm not using other products that have like different toxins and stuff. So okay. it, it's my period has been shorter. So Very I'm nice. all about that. Why would someone, so if somebody's listening, because mm-hmm. I think that you'll get a lot of, of DMs. So first of all, where where can someone DM you to ask you? Because I guarantee people listening, they'll be like, oh, I want to hear more about that. Yes, of course. So I'm on all social media platforms of right. at the nurse note. So right. you can always ask me questions. So, there. so at the nurse note, next time you come here, we'll have to do call-ins. Okay. So we'll get, yeah, we'll we get people to call in about, because when Isaac Palmer Jr. comes in, we have the men's health. We have people calling in, talking about, you know, they fractured their hip and had prostate cancer or they shattered their ankle playing basketball like I did the other week. And uh, and so it's good. We really like to have some some women calling in about these topics. But why would someone use a period cup versus a tampon? Um, because you can... Is it cheaper? Because you said it, you reuse it so you don't have to buy tampons. It is. So the upfront cost is going to cost more than a tampon. But okay. I think over time you can keep it in longer, just depending on your flow. Like you got to right. know what your flow is. But you can keep a period cup in for like up to 12 hours. Whereas, you know, a tampon, depending on your flow, you know, after six hours, you got to change it out or whatever. So um, that's one of the, the benefits. Would you advise, would it be something that you as a, I don't want to say mature woman, but um, someone that's a mother. And, mm-hmm. and would you use this at, at 16, 15, 13 when you were earlier um, as far as, you know, just kind of getting used to having a, a flow you, and developing? Yeah, you could. They okay. come in. So I should mention that they do come in different sizes depending on like age and cervix. So there's like a bigger size if you've had a baby versus a smaller size oh, okay. if you haven't. Makes a lot of um, sense. But you could. There's no reason that a, a 16-year-old couldn't use it. It just, okay. you have to get comfortable inserting it, making sure it's open and removing it. So that's okay. part of the ick factor. I now, suppose. do you have, do you have, so tell me a little bit more. I'm, I'm, I'm interested because you work with young ladies mm-hmm. that, um, and you know, we have a lot of young ladies that are, that are getting pregnant. They haven't, been able to have a baby that long and mm-hmm. they're and they're getting pregnant how do you stimulate these type because you talk about the ick factor mm-hmm. and like for example i am fortunate that i had a um i had to have a colorectal exam mm-hmm. because colorectal cancer runs in my family mm-hmm. and um i had mine earlier than most and i also have a hiatal hernia mm. so i had to have the endoscopy and the colorectal they just recommended it so i had it both done yeah. at the same time and so they're like, you're good. 
we'll see you in 10 years. Right. But most of my friends are getting to the age where they need to have the colorectal exam. Yeah. And nobody wants, you're already going to the doctor. Men don't like going to the doctor yep. unless, unless they have a festering, you know, almost gangrene cut on their arm or something like that. You don't yes. want to go to the doctor. Even then some men will just be like, man, I'll just ride this thing out, man. I'll be, <laughs> I, I might, I might go into shock, but you know, it's all good. Um, because of my situation, I'm covered from a clinical standpoint, right. but I have friends they gotta, they gotta have it. Yeah. My friends are all in their mid forties. Yeah. In their mid forties, they you, they need to have it, and it's an uncomfortable conversation. To and you definitely want your don't want your doctor to make you drop, drop trial, and you know hit you with the with the finger. Uh, you don't want that, <laughs> yeah. but you gotta do it, especially if you got kids and a family. You know, you gotta knowing that you have polyps, you can get that knocked out. Yeah. You wait until that thing's stage three, you're out of here, yeah. or most likely out of here. And if yeah. you live, you have to go through chemo and all of the stuff that comes with chemo. So when you have these conversations with young ladies, yeah. do you start having the conversations or do doctors start having, or, or nurses, do you have the conversations with young ladies before they're administrating or is it early oh, yeah. administration? Like, how do you handle that? It de depends um, where they are. But yeah, you're supposed to have these conversations. Be it's better for them to know before, right. you know, they have to know what it is. So right. not preparing them and one day they're bleeding. They're like, what is right. this? So yeah, you're supposed to have these conversations before they actually start menstruating so that they are prepared. They're well aware. They kind of know what's going on. They know what their options are. Now, as a mother, do, do those that are mothers of young girls, do, do I hear people, and I see you talk about mm -hmm. in your blog, teaching your daughter about her body and, and things like that. Is that commonplace? Do most mothers do that? Is that part of the, is that part of, uh, 2020 parenting in, in this decade is that where you taught that when you were at that age or you have to figure I don't know my parents yeah. would tell me yeah, nothing about no. nothing you know I no. think I figured it out <laughs> I was at a I was at uh in an academy and I walked into a room and these guys were watching porn and I turned in and I was like what's that man I've never seen that before and then I looked at I did I did a quick visual I saw eight guys I saw pornography on the screen and I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to stay here. It's like, I think I'm going to go back to my room and shut right. the door. But that was the first time I'd ever seen a naked woman. Right. Just to be completely honest with you, my parents and I love my parents yeah. never had to talk. I never had to talk. They, now they said, you better not bring no kids home into this house. But I never had to talk about this is what goes here. This is what goes here. And this is how a man should treat a woman. And yeah. you know, when a mama bird and a papa bird love each other, <laughs> I never I had that talk. Yeah. You know, they so, just got to like figure it out. No, I, I figured a lot of it out in the backseat of a Mazda protege <laughs> at Oakwood university, which is, which is another conversation. That's a whole for another different day. conversation. We yeah. talk about that now. Though. <laughs> no, this will be a part of the last day plus. I, I, I digress. Okay. Um, but no, so my mom, my parents, so my parents are Jamaican. So you already know they're, oh, they're yeah, all they're, about they're the, telling you everything, right? Don't, don't come home with children. Right. So she did her best. So she, I do remember us sitting down and talking about the birds and the bees and that kind of stuff. But right. I was really, really young, so it didn't ma really make any sense. I think one of the saving graces for me is that you know I, was, I went to school in Canada, so at that time we did have sex ed. Sex ed, so we kind of learned about the body parts okay. from like the fourth grade on up. Okay. Um, so that was another saving grace. Parents, do, do Canadians have sex? Do, the, do we have sex? Other than procreation, because y'all are kind of a dry <laughs> culture. It's kind of dry. How, you don't. How, we are not dry. a dry culture. It's a little dry. <laughs> Other than Carabana, that's kind of right. It's kind of dry. I can't. Adult. I can't really imagine what? them getting real riled up. Well, about, you know, about every, every to each his own. Everybody's a little that's, bit different. Well, I mean, you married an American, so <laughs> I mean, that kind of that you didn't marry a Canadian, so that kind of that kind of that, kinda, that <laughs> runs parallel to 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 my theory. And on that note, I love roasted Janelle. I have a lot of fun. Janelle's a, is a very good sport that puts up with my uh, chicanery, but, but we're going to cut to a break. I'm going to ask, you know, this is a kind of a segue. 
I'm going to ask her when we come back to talk about uh, sexual health, okay. to, to talk specifically about sexual health. So I wanted to get her prime um, part in the pun to, to have that conversation. We get back. We'll be back with more on Lance J Radio Network after these messages. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. But at the same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn. James Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now just a little more. The feeling someone's always there just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a part of your home with so much to protect each day. Caring goes a long, long way. Nationwide is on your side. As a former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts, I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. 